Welcome back to Overcomplicated. We're here to finish our lists. Well, you know, we don't want to waste too much of your time, so I guess we'll hop right into it. Tim, number five? Uh, number five was Dark Souls. Mm. Um, I'm going to make that Dark Souls 1 and 3. <laughs> um, I did not enjoy 2. Um, it was yeah. just not as good. PvP-wise, I guess it was like considered probably the best one, but... Mm. Other than that, it was not good. Um, but yeah. yeah, Dark Souls, just in general, is just is some of the hardest video games you can play. Like it's oh, all yeah. about mm-hmm. timing, and if you there are some glitches that will mess you up, but for the most part, if you die, it's because you just yeah. didn't roll in time or you didn't give it enough space yeah um it's all really can't blame the game when you lose like yeah and when you do it's incredibly obvious but it's so infrequent i can count it as far as the number of times happened to me i can count on on one hand yeah like the number of times it's happened. like it's so so it's all about just like getting your perfect dodges in using your times to punish bosses Hmm. and you progress through the game and like most games your like tutorial boss later on in the game becomes like a common enemy (laughs) but also a rat will still kill you like you will be the most decked out person at the Mm -hmm. end of the game and if you just don't pay attention for a second a rat will kill you like period oh yeah um so it's just one of those incredibly punishing games yeah but also just so reward like it's just like the biggest thing in the community of the Dark Souls community when someone complains is just get good. Yep. Because it's literally just like you just have to get to that point where you just mm-hmm. get better at the game because yeah. that's kind of all you can yeah. do. That's yeah, that's that, all you can do. That's wow. it. Yeah. Um so and it's, it's just like it's <laughs> How just do great. I beat this boss. Get good. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. Like, yeah. Um, so, you know, like, are you bad at the game? Then you're not gonna win. Like, yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it is one of those games, and yeah. a lot of like more casual people can will not enjoy it. Right. But also, it's all about. It really rewards ex- exploration. Yeah. And mm-hmm. dedication, mm-hmm. because once you learn a boss's like their move set, you know their move set. Yeah. Um, so you can. There are people who my first playthrough took me probably sixty hours to beat the first one. Yeah. There are the record for like non cheating, <laughs> like breaking like right. the world. Um, I think is under an hour. Yeah. About thirty minutes. What? So that's yeah. like literally what's capable of like it will take you sixty hours. Or you can get the entire game into such a precise state that you can do it in, like, an hour. Yeah. And it, so that's, like, the beauty of it. Wow. So yeah. that's also why I just like, love it. If you do glitch it out, like, if you do, like, exploit little things, five minutes, I think. Yeah. Like, maybe ten. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm going to, like, run this corner and jump at the right time. Oh, I'm at the final boss. Okay, I just have to kill him now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, and the maps are just so beautifully yeah. like you will get three quarters of the way through the game, unlock a door, and be like, "Oh, I'm back in the starting area. Yeah. What a nice shortcut!" 
Yeah. But you literally ran like through like three castles. Yeah. <laughs> and now you looped back under a catacombs and now you're back to the beginning. Oh, and it's look, like a wooden door is what was blocking my way. Oh, you know? no. So <laughs> Yeah. So it's, they're just such beautifully put yeah. together games. That's amazing. It's it's awesome. Before we get too far, yes. I do want to say hello to anyone who is not listening to our first episode of this. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about video games. Well, not video games. Games, period. Yeah. Favorite video, games. board, sport, anything. Any kind of game. Yeah. Um, so this is episode two of two. Yes. Uh, we did our bottom five of our top ten. Now we're doing our top five of our top ten. Yes. Yeah. Because we talk a lot more about games than we thought. We do. We're chatty. Yeah. <laughs> also nerds. Yeah. Also nerds. Yeah. Nerds chatty. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's not a great combo for yeah. brevity. Yeah. No. Uh, so if you not, uh, I I always hate when people say this. But like you've not checked out our first episode, huh? Check it out. They're yeah. like, this is not gonna make any sense. I mean, I guess it yeah. will. Yeah. But there's a lot of background. These yeah. are our top five games. Yeah. Like last right. episode was the five before that. So. Yeah. Might want to check that out first. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Back to number five. five. Yeah, five for me. Um, and also, um, Cody, in the last episode, you did this for me, so I'm going to do it for you. Great. Scythe. Yes. Love it. I'm going to let Cody talk about it, because it's higher up on his list, and it's number it's, one. It, it, oh, it earns it. It yeah. earns it. I mean, you already said that earlier. I know. So, I yeah. know. All right. Yeah. So, number five for me, super like simplistic. It is the most simple game on my list. It's chess. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's both some nostalgia to it uh, for me because I played it back when I was a wee lad. Mm-hmm. I, I've i seen pictures and I've heard stories of my grandma teaching me how to play when I was three. Wow. So I, I just knew like when I went to grandma's house, I was like, oh, we're going to play chess. Like that was, nice. that was just a thing we did. Yeah. Nice. Um, she, for my birthday at some point, she got me a massive rug mm. as the chess okay. board. No um, way. And yeah. has like they're not quite mm, like a half gallon of milk size. Okay. Of yeah. pieces. That's still really cool. Yeah. They're, uh, they are really cool. Yeah. And so, of course, like at first, like, oh, wow, chess. And at some point, like when you have the, all mm. the pieces unsupervised, they're also very good. Like they're really light on the top part and they have like really good handle at the top part because mm. it's got like mm. all the heads of the chess pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Really heavy bottom. Mm. You can sling them so far. Yeah, you, you can. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, chess. Um, it is the epitome of wargaming mm. in its simplest fashion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been around for at least 100 years. Well, more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Significantly more. <laughs> at least. Yeah. I was covering my bases. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long it's been around, but I mean. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. And whoever can fact check, actually, can somebody Google this for me? If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to say this while you guys are Googling. Pretty sure the Middle Ages were like the earliest renditions of chess, um, which makes sense based on the names of the pieces. Um, But I'm not sure. You guys have an answer? Uh, Um, I might. Goes back to almost 1500s. Okay. So I'm getting something farther. Oh. Um, Oh, dang. Chess, as we know it today, was born out of the Indian game Chaturanga before the 600 Oh, wow. The game spread throughout Asia and Europe over the coming centuries and eventually evolved into what we know as chess around the 16th century. So, so like, what we know it as, um, yeah, that's pretty wild. That's really kind of cool. 
Well, that's something I never considered that, because like obviously you hear about like trading in the old, yeah, old yeah. world, but mm-hmm. I never would have considered like yeah you go trade your spices and your teas. Yeah. I never would have thought like they get bored and like hey do you want to play chess? What's that? <laughs> and right, all of a right, sudden yeah. like from India to Europe you take your spices and oops I brought chess with me. Yeah, right. and now all of Europe knows how to play chess. Yeah, because I think yeah. like we think of like entertainment today obviously is like so crazy like it's such an, uh, an emotional rush right mm-hmm. of entertainment <laughs> yeah our, our list is just entertainment right yeah but like you know 400 years ago like what kids would play with on the streets was a ring and a stick yes and that was really? fun yeah it's just like i'm going to it, like those... make this roll with my <laughs> stick and it's just like we look at that and we think like man that's so lame but like no, I it's actually probably a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did play with one. I knew somebody who had one growing up, and they were actually pretty fun. Wow! Which also in so for those you know, who like, don't know, Tim is four hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, it was especially fun on like rolling hills in mm. Ohio. Hmm. Um, nice, but yeah, it was a very distinct art of like not just hitting it and keeping it like upright and moving. But there is, like, if you could get it right, you could keep constant pressure with your stick on the hoop and just get it, like, just shoot it. Nice. Well, I can get it moving really fast. I think there was yeah. a strategy. Yeah. 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 Smack it and hope it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, that nice. is actually really, actually pretty fun. Wow. Um, yeah. Cool. Number four? Is right. that me? Yeah. I think yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number four was Age of Empires 2. Ooh, Age of Kings. Mm-hmm. Just right, no Age of Empires. The it was Age of Kings. Mm-hmm. The one I specifically am thinking of is the uh Conqueror's expansion. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah. one it added in a couple extra civilizations and stuff like that. Um, that's the one I played the most. Nice, but just super fun strategy mm-hmm. maintaining your little kingdom, going out and warring against other people. Just just really fun. Just, just I think what's fun, fun is that people still play that today. Yeah. They still do tournaments of specifically Age of Empires 2. Yes. Because the first one was like great, but then people like it really came in popularity with the second one. Yeah. And the yeah. third one came out and they bombed it. It like, was not a lot of people liked it. It was pretty fun, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. Age of Empires 2. Yeah. Um, it was like colonial times. Yeah. So. Which was cool. They tried to add a few other mechanics, but it changed the game enough to like. It's different lose. altogether. Yeah. 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 So, because Age of Empires 1, Age of Empires 2, there's not a whole lot of difference. They just were able to improve it with the mm-hmm. second one. So, like, what they did in the first one was better in the second it one. It worked really yeah. well, apparently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very well. So, my number four is the game that completely undid my list, <laughs> which is Battletech, a game of armored combat. So, this is technically my second war game. And what got me into it, honestly... I was having a bit of nostalgia, and I was looking back on some old video games I had played, like, when I was, like, 10. Um, there's one called Mech Assault, where you're a giant robot, and you walk around, and you shoot other giant robots. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever, right? Um, and so I wanted to look into that, found a website, and the website was talking about, like, do you like to read? We have books in this universe. Do you like board games? We have board games in this universe. Do you like to war game? We have an RPG in this universe. You know, listing all these different ways you can play this game. And I looked, and I had a board game. And this board game has been going on for 40 years, apparently. Like, Really? Um, yeah. Like, it, it, was... it 
in the 80s is when it came. Wow. So I guess that's, is that 50 years? That's like 50 that's 40. years. 40? Yeah. 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 82 yeah. is 40 years ago. Yeah. 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 So about 80 years, and it's really cool. Now, I will say out of every game on this list, um, I will say it is the most complicated on this list. Um, mainly just because of everything that has to go through it. it, it if you like bookkeeping, <laughs> this is the game it for is. you. So I got to play with Cody just a few days ago. Which checks yeah. out because I yeah. love spreadsheets. My, you don't <laughs> use spreadsheets. Right, but it right. Is, it is all bookkeeping. Yeah. But, but strategy. Right. Strategic bookkeeping. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know... Your mechs, whenever they move, they can move forward or they can move backward or they can rotate once to the left or the right. It uses a hexagonal grid instead of like a little square map for spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving, shooting your guns, all that generates heat and you have to keep track of how much heat your mech can absorb, right? Because if it absorbs too much, you overheat and your mech starts to shut down. Whenever you shoot your enemy, you have to roll some dice to see what part of the mech it hits. And once you hit... And if you hit, yeah. So if you hit, what part it hits, and then how much damage it deals. And then once their outer armor breaks up, there's their inner armor. And if you destroy their inner armor, like they lose certain functions based on where their weapons are on their mech. There's so much detail in it. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I love it. It is easily the most complicated game I own. But But it's also super simple. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like did you hit yes. yes okay how many hit yeah five okay where okay here it's like okay yeah. it's like it's a very so fill in clear... five circles so actually if you like to, if you enjoy doing like those little tests you know like scantron tests for fill in the little <laughs> circles this is absolutely the game for you it's like five damage to your right arm okay one two three four five. and you just fill in the circles it's really fun it's a very um, clear algorithm, though, yeah. of, like, what procedures. Like, a, mm-hmm. the flow chart of, like, mm-hmm. when do I roll dice and yeah. for what? Like, yeah. it's identical each turn. Yeah. So long as you're not laying on the ground with your mech. Oh, I'm beside another mech. I'm going to punch him. Right. <laughs> or you can also rip up, if you're on space with trees or a forest, you can rip out a tree and use it as a club. <laughs> to hit your opponent. Nice. And there's a calculation yeah. for how much damage. It's like, okay, your mech weighs 65 tons. 13 damage. Yes. So it's and that's like, accurate. Yeah. For every five tons, it's a damage. If you okay. use a tree. If you use a if tree. you just punch, it's for every ten damage rounded up. So it's like so they put so much thought into this, and it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I love it. It was, <laughs> so, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I I could go on and on, but Cody, what's your number four? <laughs> um, so my number four is actually another minis based war game, mm. Um, mm. except Star Wars. So Star Wars X Wing. Mm. I've only played it once. Same. Mm-hmm. But it is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. This was the first war game I ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, and Space Warfare just looks completely different from any other war game yeah. ever, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I actually played it. I might have told her about this before. I don't know. Uh, I played it at a guy's house. Um, so this is when we lived in Campbellsville when we were in college. And there were a bunch of guys at church that just played board games on Friday night. Like, that's just mm-hmm. what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them were teachers. Um and so they all knew each other, taught the same school. But one of the guys, <clears throat> he played in X-Wing tournaments mm. regularly. Mm-hmm. Because apparently at tournaments, you would... Okay, actually, hang on, let me back up. X-Wing, Star Wars-based, every ship in your fleet 
is a ship that you get to fight with. Like um, the X-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who would have guessed? And, you know, TIE Fighters, you know, y, bomb, <coughs> y, Y-Wing, is that another Y-Wings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All sort. you know, even Boba Fett's ship, yes. I think, makes it to be. Um, yeah. So, every, and it all depends on, like, which pilot you have and which ship. Um, completely interchangeable. Um, but each of these minis you can buy individually, or you can play tournaments, and then mm-hmm. you get, like, a limited time or, like, a special mm. mini and its own fire in it. Hmm. Um, but apparently, those minis are not sold in Europe. So really? he would play in a tournament, get two or three minis by playing in the tournament, okay. and if he wins, like he gets money. Um, but then he would turn around and sell like one or two of the minis to somebody in Europe off eBay for a stupid high price. Because, oh I mean, it's, it's it's yeah limited edition to them. Yeah. So that pays for his next tournament entry fee. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, three more uh, minis. That is crazy. He had a China cabinet dedicated <laughs> oh to his X-Wing minis. <laughs> wow. Like, you, we, and his, his kitchen table was massive. Like, I'm talking, however wide the table <clears> kitchen <throat> table is, I don't even know. It was probably 20 feet long. Oh, my gosh. So... You easily, we easily could have done an eight-man X-wing armada fight. Yeah, <laughs> four on four. That would have been yeah. With, I mean, granted, we there would have been like two hundred ships on the table, and it would have mm-hmm. taken us weeks. Yes, but it would have been amazing. Right. Um, um, so, and then the mechanics of this game are fairly simple. And if you don't know what a mechanic of a game is, it's just kind of like how a game functions. Right. Um. So for this, these mechanics, it's based on a little ruler they give you. It might be accurate, like. One, the one on there is one inch, two is two inches, I don't know. Mm-hmm. However far, and then obviously if you have a small ship, you can move and maneuver faster. Big ship, you're pretty clunky, so you can, when you move, you move really big, but you move very slowly and lethargically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, however, the good thing is, if you hit a tiny ship once, it probably explodes. Yeah. You can hit a big ship 50 times and it doesn't care. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but, it's... And if there's asteroids you put in, mm-hmm. and if you hit an asteroid, that's a bad thing. Flying mm-hmm. around, yeah. It, it's... They also did Star Wars Armada, which is just larger scale. Mm-hmm. So like, um, instead of like an individual X-wing, you have an entire squadron. But they're escorting a star destroyer, which is the ship that you're moving, yep. right? Um, and a couple, few years ago, they released like the Super Star Destroyer, which is incredibly larger. <laughs> Yeah. than the regular Star Destroyer. And so, like, when you compare it, they, they do it to scale, right? And this piece is actually, like, a foot and a half long. Yeah. Then moving on the table. It's just like, the playing field is supposed to be three by three feet. <laughs> How do you play with this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a bowling ball across <laughs> everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, that's number three. Nice. No, that was number four. Number I lied. Four. Yeah. That's oh, number four. Okay. I was looking at that. I was like, I'm ready no, for my number three. You're number three. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Destiny 1. Mm. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with Destiny 2, but Destiny 1 just holds a dear place in my heart. Um, so it's it's a looter shooter, um, first person shooter, and you're just, you're a, they're, car, they're called 
guardians, but basically mm. you are how to describe them. Like because you're like s- space warrior. I yeah, guess. basically I like yeah. So you're still using I think like stormtrooper, but good guy. I mm-hmm. guess for yeah. those of you who are like not yeah. familiar with this terminology at all, yeah. Um, well, I guess like um, clo- like Clone Wars era yeah. troopers, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, or I mean, like creators... Master Chief, like Halo Spartan, yeah. which they're the ones who created it. Yeah, they're the ones yeah. who originally made Halo. Yeah, uh, so it has a lot of pull from that. But then you're also doing missions and fighting things, getting loot. To get better guns and better yeah. armor and better gear, uh, mm-hmm. to go and fight bigger people. Yeah. Um. So it's just it's just a lot of fun. Open world, fly around in yeah. super futuristic space. Mm. It's a lot of fun. And you know, also really lovable characters. Like, you know, at least I yeah. I like the characters. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. I played Destiny two, and like the characters from Destiny one and Destiny two mm-hmm. were really fun. Yeah. I liked them a lot. And yeah. they killed one. I'm not going to tell you who, in case, I mean, oh, gosh, it's been long enough, but they, I'm not going to tell you who. They killed him off, like, manners, yeah, they, they killed him off, like, two, two and a half years, three years ago. Yeah, it's, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's just a fun. It's also free now. Destiny 2 is free. Destiny 2 is free. Yeah. Expansion's so. not free, but yeah. the base game, free. Yeah, so, yeah. download it, give it a try. My number three, um, and I... Hang on. That's not important. This is important. Okay. Destiny, yeah. two creators, if you're listening. Uh, we'd love a sponsor. Uh, I know you're giving away, giving away this game, so that means you probably have some money. 50 bucks. That's all I'm asking. That's, it. That's all we want. It's so $50. Uh, if you want to do $50 a month, that'd be great. 50. A week? It'd be better. Also an option. Daily. We also do those. <laughs> I don't know how we do that, uh, but we can figure it out. <laughs> All right, Jackson, number three. Yes. Number three is Elden Ring. So earlier, Tim talked about Dark Souls. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring is the most recent installment in the whole franchise. Well, not Dark Souls. Mm. The same producer. So I guess, yeah, same franchise. It, it operates the same way. Elden Ring is their most ambitious project yet. And it is crazy. Like, it is so open world. So when we say open world, like, you can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Everything you see in the game, you can get there. Right? Super impressive. Not to mention there's, like, over a hundred bosses that you can fight. Sorry. Over a hundred unique bosses that you can fight. Yeah. Right? Um, the voice acting is amazing. Um, the thing is about these these kind of games, the Soulsborne games, I think is what they're referred to collectively. Yeah. Um, is that there is a story, but it's sometimes hard to follow. Like it's mm-hmm. not blatant in your face. You really kind of have to look for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story for this one is just really good. They have a, a pretty expansive cast of characters that you can interact with. You could just ignore them all if you wanted. Or you um, could le- like legitimately mm-hmm. never see them on your first playthrough. Yeah. The like, map is that big. And also, <laughs> like, so Elden Ring is objectively the best of their games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it is the single best game it is probably one of the best video games of all time. Like, it just is. Like, yeah. it broke so many of the, like, open world norms. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. And it just did it so much better than all other games. I was yeah. going to put this on my list, but it came out so recently that mm. I just couldn't. Hadn't <laughs> sat down for a while. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. For me, I had to. I just really enjoyed it. And obviously, as you know from the previous episode, I changed up my list between recordings. Um, so yeah. I, I changed my list pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Elden Ring is awesome. It's also, they, they hired George R. 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 Martin um, to help with the world building. Um, for those of you who don't know, he wrote Game of Thrones. Pretty popular. Um, I know the content can be a little adult. Fairly adult at times. <laughs> um, but honestly, as far as world building and character development, he's pretty good at it. I really enjoy it. Um, and so he helped out with this game and did an excellent job, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh-huh. that is my number three. Yeah, and I want to expand on that just a little bit because of how much I love this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, most games will be like, oh, hey, you need to go to this place and do this objective, and now it's on your screen until you complete it. Oh. <laughs> Elden Ring is literally like, you show up, you walk outside of the tower after your little uh, tutorial, <laughs> you walk out, and... It's like, there are places kind of like roughly pointing in a way that's like good to go and to start out. But you, like, before beating the first actual like story boss, you can discover 75% of the map. And that will take you literally hours riding on a horse. It will, like, it is massive. And also, all of the, like, everything in your journey through, and it's the same for Dark Souls and Bloodborne in general, is if you don't come across a character, in the story that you are playing, you just didn't meet them. Like, a lot of games would be like, hey, go meet this person over in this city. Mm -hmm. If you never go there, your character would never know they were there. Therefore, you will never progress their storyline. What? Yeah. So it's like there is no prompting. to a certain point, it's too late. It's just too late. You just... Yeah. Like you, Start over. <laughs> like, it's legitimately, like, yeah. what you explore is what, you is what your character knows. There's no there is, funneling of any sort. No. Like, no. And it's the, only the absolute the beauty of it. The very beginning. And again, that's just tutorial. I mean, that's pretty and cool. you can actually yeah. skip. 80% of the tutorial. It's just like, alright, you wake up, you walk here. You get killed by this creature. You wake up, you walk. You have the option. Do you follow this path to go through the tutorial where we walk you through every controller option, or do you just go fight the next boss? And hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, it, and that's like, <laughs> it's the, like the insane okay. beauty of it. It's uh-huh. like it rewards you so much for exploring every single corner mm. of this massive map yeah but also if you don't that's not the care like that's not the story that your character is going through yeah so that's also great yeah yeah (laughs) it's it's just so beautiful i love it so much that's amazing such a good game yeah number three all right my number three um is the settlers of Catan. um classic for those of you that have not played this game the best best way to describe it would be a mix between simple Monopoly. Hmm. Um, what was the other one I usually say? Um, do you say, what's it called? Ticket to Ride? 
Yeah. Kind of. Road building. Mm. A little bit of road building. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, probably just those two. Pretty mm-hmm. much. There's some resource management, which is the monopoly part. Yeah. There's building things to get points. And a little bit of, what's that game? People gamble over dice down a big table. Oh. Um, What? Texas Hold'em? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like Blackjack? uh, Craps, isn't it? Craps. Is that it? Maybe. I don't know. I know there's some game where you have like this big table and you roll dice. You do or don't want to get some number. I don't know. Oh, okay. um, we don't gamble very much. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, last time I was in Las Vegas. Um, so there's a little bit of that involved because you have to roll dice. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's also considered one of the best introduction to board games in it general. It is 100% mm-hmm. uh, not only an intro, but it is very much a... Uh, I suck at words tonight. It's What's that one thing called? It's a gateway game. That's what it is. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. how do you get into hardcore gaming? Usually, Catan. Catan. Yeah. Yep. Catan. Catan. Whatever. One of the two. Yeah. We need to listen to German people and see how they pronounce it because that's where it came from. Definitely German word. Yeah, Catan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> Sorry yeah. for our German listeners. <laughs> I don't think we had any those yet. No, it's so of... far, New England. Sorry, not New England. <laughs> England <laughs> and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And the United States. Yes. So if you're not from the States, welcome. Uh, yeah. Hello. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. So Settlers of Catan. So come. Uh, it's another one of those games mm-hmm. uh, that is completely random each time you play it. Because mm-hmm. the it's a hexagonal board grid, um, and you flip out the hexagons of different resources of wood and ore and other ones. Sheep, mm-hmm. wheat, and... Bricks. Bricks, yeah. Yeah. And you want to get 10 points. Pretty simple mm-hmm. when you look at it like that. And based on whatever the dice is rolled, if you have a house on that place, then you can mine that thing and you get a yeah. resource. You want to build more houses, you want to build more roads, mm-hmm. you want to win. Yeah. Yeah. That's simple. Not to mention the number of expansions for this is ridiculous. All phenomenal expansions. Yeah. It's just all across the board. Uh, I know that one time we did. So if you combine, so it's a, it's a hexagonal board. I think the length of the edges are like three on a normal game. Mm-hmm. There are enough that sounds right. yeah. hexagons in two original games hmm. to be large enough for a game of six people. Okay. So you make mm-hmm. a massive hexagon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it does require the expansion for the three and f- no, the five and six player expansion because that just extends it a little bit. Hmm. But if you want to play with two sets of Catan boards, yeah. it is that's possible, and it just nice. makes an even bigger hexagon. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all the fun things. I that's awesome. Catan. Okay. <laughs> all right, Tim, number two. Number two. Uh, my number two is Ethnos. Mm. Just, it's... When I was coming up with this list, I was going through all of the games, and I was surprised how few of the games that I had on my top 10 were actually board games because mm-hmm. I played a lot of board games, like specifically mm-hmm. with you, Jack. Right. Um, so I definitely thought a lot more of them, a lot more board games would make it on there. And I realized it's a lot more like I really, I enjoy board games a lot, but then there weren't just as many, just like big, like, wow, 
mm. this really drew like drew me in right. as there were like video games or even other sports. Uh, but Ethnos is a pretty simplistic game, but I would it is my favorite board game. Hmm. Um, all you're doing is there are six regions, and you're going through three ages. And at the end of each age, you count up who is, like, controlling each region, and you get points based on, the, like, based on that. So it's like, I mm-hmm. won these two regions, and they this one was worth eight points, this one was worth six points. You add them up. Oh, I got second place. Because mm-hmm. then there's, like, if you come in second or third place, there are different points depending on that. I thought this game sounded familiar. I own yeah. that game. Yes, yeah. fantastic <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, you haven't played it yet. Right? Yeah. No, I have played it. I've played yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, this whole time, I'm like, man, that game sounds so familiar. Because yeah. there's the I've different that. races. Yeah. yeah. You have different yeah. races. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Wow. The way you... 12 races, but you only use six per game. Yeah. And each one, so. like, you're basically just trying to get matching sets, whether it be matching sets via color or via race. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can either have, a, you know, you can have a set of three red, mm-hmm. or you can have a set of, like, four elves. Yeah. And you get points based on the amount of cards that you have in, like, uh, that you play, mm-hmm. and then you're putting a piece on the board, and then that's that. Each round consists of draw a card, or play a set. Yeah. That's it. So it's like, once you get going, it's just, it's just racing around the board. Turns can take a second. Yeah, it's yeah. like literally like the first like three or four rounds usually is just like draw card, draw yeah. card, draw card. Okay. I will say like when you're first explaining the game, it's really, it's really it's kind of hard for people to get it. It's but a then lot. once you start playing, you're like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. How I can did do I two things. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. so it's like so simplistic, but it's just still. But then there's still like some of that strategy of like, you know, you're kind of fighting over these regions because some are worth more than others. Mm. So you're kind of fighting, yeah, so it's like, am I going to fight for the second age? Because points can change from age to age. So it's like, am I trying to get second place here? Or am I going to put all my stuff and not get as many points in the first age so that I can get more points in this different place on a second age? Like, so there's some of that stuff, but other, other than that, it's pretty simple. Yeah, there's also some, like, little neat strategies, like... Sometimes it's better to get third place than the tie for second. Yeah. Because, like, if you tie, you split the points. So if, like, third place is eight points, second place is ten, and first place is ten, it's better to get eighth place if there's going to be a tie. What place? Third. Is it eighth? <laughs> That's eighth place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you're lower yeah. than third place, you just don't get points. You, you don't if get you're points. fourth, fifth, sixth, you just don't get points. Yeah, because, like, the next two people, like, they, they split five points. Right. Yeah. But you get a whole eight. Other times you're just like, I don't want you to get ten, so we're both suffering for five. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So, yeah. So there's oh, like yeah. those kind yeah. of strategies and stuff. Yeah. But other than that, it's like draw card, lay cards. Okay. It is also the only game that has made me do a double take, and here's why. You look at the box and you're like, this is epic. Look at all these monsters and creatures. Then you open the box and you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> it's little circle tokens. Some of them are pink, lime green. 
And look at these dinky little cards. Is that it? And then you play the game and you're like, this is a really good game. And so like, it's the only game game. that's like made me like, wait, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) And the, the, all the art is done by John Howe, Mm -hmm. who has done tons of like Lord of the Rings, like Tolkien drawing stuff. So he's like phenomenal oh, yeah. artist. And so this, that is really good. This is just as good. Yeah, like it's, it's really brilliant. Good. That was number two? Number yes. two. All right. My number two is none other than the ever popular Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I love Dungeons and Dragons. It is a fun game. And like... I have like I'm I'm also really passionate about it Extremely. just because it's it's such a unifying game. Right? You know, when you get together with your friends and you are telling a story, you're cooperating, there's teamwork, and it's not like, you know, oh, you can only do this action or that action. Anything you want to do, you can do. So just a brief explanation, you know, let's say that the DM says, you know, you are locked in a dungeon. And you hear the guard walk by, and you hear the door close behind him, but you have no idea where the guard is now. What do you do? You can literally do anything. You can say, I'm going to sit and wait for the guard to come back. Or you can say, I'm going to try and kick the door down. Or you can say, I'm going to try and lockpick the door open. You can do whatever you want. And then the DM, uh, the dungeon master, has to narrate how that happens. How does that work, right? You can say, I slam my head on the concrete wall. He narrates it. Right? What does that accomplish? What does that do? All right, it makes noise. So he has to remember the guards hear you, right? So the guards come in and they react. And so it's it's kind of like a video game, but with actually endless possibilities. And people. And people. And people. Yeah. yeah sure. Um, now, I will say that I'm, I'm passionate enough about it to where, like, you know, there's a lot of, unfortunately, the older generation um, who sees Dungeons & Dragons as, like, evil or demonic. And I've done a lot of research into it. And I gotta say, there is a complete misunderstanding going on. Now, honestly, like where the kind of the whole satanic thing emanated from was that there was someone who was part of the satanic church who, you know, unfortunately had committed suicide, right, after, you know, all sorts of different issues. And he also happened to play D&D, right? And so everyone's just like, oh... It wasn't his mental health problems. It was Dungeons and Dragons that did that, right? Um, and so, I mean, admittedly, when you look at some of the material, especially some of the older material, like you'll see just like, oh, there's a giant flaming monster. This has to be wrong. And it's like, well, no, that's the bad guy, right? Do you not see the little heroes who were fighting him? Like, you know, clearly this is evil. Like, oh, there's a giant skeleton waving his hand and like all these other skeletons are rising up from the grave it's like yes that's the bad guy right you know like, it's, for me it's one of those like and admittedly the most belligerent thing that i have to say that would cause concern is that there's one book if i remember correctly it's actually called the guide to hell i'm not even kidding that's what it's called Poor planning on their part, honestly. <laughs> but really, it's just an explanation of the lore of the underworld of that realm, right? And so it's one of those, like, no, it's not teaching you how to worship Satan. No, it's not telling you how to summon a demon. It's like, these are the bad guys. Here's how they live. Remember that when your players are interacting with them, <laughs> right? You know, and so for me, it's one of those, like, I think this has been a huge misunderstanding. Now... Have there been people who have taken it too far and have done wrong things? 
100% yes. But that's because it's such an open game for imagination that unfortunately, when sick people get their hands on it, of course they're going to do bad things. But it's also one of those like, you know, like, oh, this is an evil person. I can't believe they did something evil, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so, you... yeah. I, I, I've gotten in some arguments before. I'm just like, no, it's evil. It's like, I promise you, it's not. Wasn't the guy that right. created a Christian too? Yes. The creators, plural, were Christians. They were regular church-attending Christians who loved reading Tolkien. The Lord of the Rings was the biggest influence on Dungeons & Dragons. And because in the very first, <laughs> in the very first that edition, a, a joke. The, <laughs> in the very first edition of D anD D, they have a list of all the monsters you can fight against, and one of them, they didn't even care about copyright. They literally <laughs> said, "This is a Balrog." Right. Eventually, the Tolkien estate caught wind of it and said, "No, that's ours. You can't use that." Yeah. And so they said, "Okay, fine." It's the Balor, a giant flaming demon, who's the bad guy, by the way, with a sword and a fire whip. Like, oh, wonder where you got that from, <laughs> right? Um, and so for me, it, it's frustrating, all of the satanic panic. That's what I was looking for. That's, that surrounds there it. Is. Um, goodness gracious. It's, it, <laughs> so Jax is the one that drugged me into... Dungeons and Dragons. You're welcome. Big surprise there. Right. Um, we skipped church for it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. Oh, I'm man. just being spiteful. <laughs> but I only said yes because he nagged me for three years about it. Oh. Not three years. At least. Two. Joel and I have been married for four and a half. Okay, maybe it was three. <laughs> All right. Um, but... Because I was like, it's too complicated. It's too this. It's too that. It's really as complicated as you want it to make it. Because, mm. I mean, the yeah. most complex part was the beginning. In our first um, session, we were, me, Joel, and another couple were playing, created our characters, which, really cool process. Mm. Um, but then all of a sudden, we're stuck in a cell. He's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know what are my options. He's like, yeah, pick one. I was like, no, no, no. What are my options? He's like, infinity. Sure. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you want to do something? Yeah, we'll do it. What do you want me <laughs> right. to do? Yeah. So I think my at that point, I was a big elephant guy. So my first option was, well, I'm going to ram the cage. Mm-hmm. I passed out. <laughs> he had ran into it and he rolled his dice. His strength score was high enough ran right into the the wall of force, right? Like force energy. Yeah, I didn't even hit the mouth. Knocked him into the ground. (laughs) Passed out. So big elephant dudes laying on the ground, and I missed like the next like four turns. Well, there's not even turns. It's just like you do what you want to do. Right. But I was useless. (laughs) For then. For then, Later on, you were quite useful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like everybody gets their time to shine. If If you play it correctly... Everyone gets their time to really show their character, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Yeah. So, yeah. All in all, great game. Yeah. That's my number two, for sure. That's good. So, if you are interested in Dungeons & Dragons and want a simplified version, Gloomhaven is my number two. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And 
It is very similar to Dungeons & Dragons, but it has much more structure. Mm-hmm. There's not nearly as much open-endedness simply because you have a map. Mind you, there's still like 200 places you can go. Right. Um, and yeah. Gloomhaven is very much a dungeon crawl. Um, you Each of the spots you go on the map is a different dungeon. You lay out the different pieces of the dungeon. You make it happen. Um, everybody in the group's a character. You upgrade your character as you go. You have cards you play with initiative. Low initiative lays your card first. This is either your attack, your move, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's an attack on the top and a move on the bottom. You pick one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the other card, so you, you play two cards on your turn. Um, you have to do one of the top actions and one of the bottom actions. So you typically have an attack and a move. or, But again, a lot of cards, a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Um and for anyone that doesn't know, this is fun. I don't know if we ever opened it. There's a card in the bottom of the box. Oh, yeah. That, like, underneath <laughs> everything, and there's a uh, lot in yeah, that box. Yeah. It's a massive box. It's like 20 pounds. <laughs> um, that might be over. Uh, I don't know if that's exaggerated that's, or not. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a big box. Yeah. Um, there's a card in the bottom that says, open when you're ready. And I can't remember if we opened it or not. Like, <laughs> uh... But it's also terrifying because there's so many things going on. And it's also yeah. one of those games very much along the lines of, what was the third one? Dark Ring? Elden Ring? Oh, Elden Ring. Um, of, okay, well, here's our storyline, but also we have seven other places we can go. Right. Do we mm-hmm. want to go follow the storyline and maybe get like absolutely decimated? Or do we want to go maybe fight the dragon and get like a bajillion gold? choice and then also at any point in the game you're like oh this is too hard there are no eight levels of difficulty eight yeah okay (laughs) i didn't know that yeah oh my god so each of the enemy cards has uh so imagine this your enemy card is a square Mm -hmm. and then it's got lines drawn from corner to corner so that it divides up to four triangles Mm. You put it into a little sleeve and only see the top triangle oh, cut out. Wow. Okay. Um, so as you progress in the game, obviously you play with higher and higher levels of your character. Mm-hmm. And I think that you play on the difficulty of the average of your party divided by two rounded up. Okay. That's um, neat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it is a lot of... It was one of these right. games, like, a lot of rules, yeah. but very simple. Like, okay. Once you know what's going on, yeah, it's it's straightforward. Yeah. Um, and then all the monsters, again, based on difficulty, uh, you, if you want more gold, play harder. Yeah. But if that you means the monsters are, are significantly yeah. harder. Are, yeah. Um, uh, I think the highest level difficulty we played was like two or three. It's also one of those yeah. games like you get down to the last little bit of health, or you almost run out of cards. Mm-hmm. You're like, if this doesn't work, we're gonna lose. Like it comes down to the that, last okay. card awesome. almost yeah. every time. Yeah, I can That's... like there are very very few times playing that I was like, oh yeah, we got this in the bag. Every time it was like we are gonna lose. Nice. There's no shot. Yeah. Um, and pull it off. That's awesome. So phenomenal <laughs> game. Phenomenal yeah. game. Now it's time for our number ones. It is. Yes. All righty, Tim. Uh, my number one is Bloodborne. Mm. Which is also within... So this, like, this is... This finishes the entire 
encapsulation Soulsborne. of the Soulsborne yeah. genre. It's actually the Born part. It's uh, the Born part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Other than that, everything is just soul. Um, but so Bloodborne is along the same lines as like the Dark Souls Elden Ring, except for they change it up where all the previous like Dark Souls and then Elden Ring, you ha- you can it's a lot more like medieval themed. Mm-hmm. So you're you're running around in suits of armor, different types of swords, shields, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne changes it up to where you you don't have a shield. Period. There is one way. There's an option for one. There is one, but no one uses it because it's garbage. It doesn't block at all. It doesn't. No, it's literally a wood plank. Um, oh wow! To mock you into <laughs> using it. Yeah. So literally, yeah. it's all yeah. about aggression. Mm-hmm. So it's you're it's much more fast paced. Um, you have a pistol in your left hand, and some sort of melee weapon in your right hand. Um, the aesthetic is well. There's a Bethan Gothic. Kinda. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Gothic. So it's like really cool, like architecture. Um, but then you're also you're a hunter, and all of this takes is supposed to take place in a single night. Um, which is, so it's like, basically there's like this infection in people's blood that are turning people like insane and then turning them into like beasts. So you're basically like a vampire beast hunter is kind of like the premise. Cause then you're fighting a bunch of other stuff too, but it's all about like aggression. Like if you get hit for a short amount of time, your health bar still shows you have that health. Because if you can hit the enemy enough times every time, that, like, siphons health from them, and you reclaim that. But it's within, so it's like, you you get hit, you have three seconds to do as much damage as you can to refill that health. And if you don't after that, however many seconds, then you, like, permanently lose it. Wow. So it's like, it's all about that... Don't get hit too much, because you you can get, you know, two and three shot. But it rewards being a little bit more reckless and aggressive. Also, none of these games have difficulty. It it's just is. Just hard. You start the game, the game just is this difficulty, period. Wow. Yeah. Um, In fact, actually, when fantastic. Elden Ring came out, because Elden Ring is also the most popular one that came out. Yes. Like, as far as, like, a lot of people liked it. Yeah. And so, like, it was really funny seeing all these video game reviewers saying, it was like, Elden Ring needs a difficulty meter. And it's just like, that's how you know they suck. <laughs> like, they, they did not take the advice of get good. They were terrible. Yeah. They shouldn't be reviewing video games. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, again, but then, like, the reason it's my number one is because of, one, the aggressive, it really changes mm-hmm. up the play style, but then also the music and the atmosphere and then even just the design is just so cool it's like that gothic um it's actually been coined um this is the one night in london simulator <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm not <laughs> because so <laughs> uh yeah but that's why it's number one it's just it's super good oh man so, time for my number one. And we'll so today minutes. at school, 
Um, it's Spirit Week. Today was Nerd Day. My costume, I dressed up as myself and carried around this board game all day. Right? It's Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. And it is just amazing. I absolutely love it. So you choose between 1 and 17 <laughs> alien races. This is not including the expansion. Not including the expansion. <laughs> this is the yeah. base game. Yeah. So one, you know, 3 to 6 <coughs> players because you, you you need more than 2, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have to interact, right? Mm-hmm. But you choose your alien race and there's all sorts of things like it has all the stats for each different ship that you have. Um, there's a second board that slides underneath your alien race board where you keep all your tokens and just the, the movement and the diplomacy, the resources, the fighting, everything about it, I adore. Like, technically, I mean, like with dice rolling, like any fleet can defeat any other fleet, but it also rewards building an actual like decent fleet right mm-hmm. so it's just like no this ship is objectively better it is more likely going to destroy this other group right and four of them yeah will most definitely destroy another one yes absolutely and so they also resolve damage simultaneously which is really neat um so that way it's like it's not like oh well you rolled dice first so you did it first no it's it's all done simultaneously so even if you're the aggressor um, and you do have the more powerful army, Spirit, it's yeah. still possible that you're going to lose some ships. So, like, you... In fact, actually, the very first game of Twilight Imperium I played, there was no combat because everyone was afraid of losing their ships, right? Um, and so, as far as what is the goal of the game, get 10 points. Yep. That is <laughs> it. There's different, what are called public objectives... That everyone has to, like, everyone has the opportunity to score. There's going to be ten total. The first five are worth one point. The second five are worth two. Um, And then everyone also has secret objectives that only they can score. Um, It's just really well done. There's so much behind it. Um, The expansion, oh my gosh, adds so much more. Like, there, there are some, again, hexagonal spaces. A lot of our games have hex squares, I've noticed. Um, great mechanic yeah it's it's great mechanic but a lot of them are empty right and so what's really unique is when you go there you have the option to explore into deep space which allows you to like draw a card and see like what's there um, and so just like thematically it's awesome in fact er- earlier I mentioned you choose one of the alien um, boards on the back of it it has like paragraph after paragraph of the history of these yeah. people which is just so completely unnecessary. But because they love it so much and they want to give it so much lore, they did. did So Mm -hmm. you know that they poured so much into this game. Um, And I have played it six times in my life. And I'm pretty sure I got it in 2017, 2018. Yeah. It is not for the faint of heart. It is yeah. not. The fastest game that I've played was two hours. Yeah. And that was with three people who all knew what they were doing. Yeah. The longest game was 12 hours. Overnight. Overnight. With yes. a what, so, two hour nap break in the middle? Like four. Because okay. we went to bed at three and we woke up at, at like seven. seven. And went yeah. back to it. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Now, 
it was just amazing. Now, admittedly, it was a daunting task, and a couple of our players, that style of game, like... Analysis paralysis to yeah, the max. Yeah, so if you have a friend with analysis paralysis, you better have a weekend to play it. Jackson, um, what yeah. is analysis paralysis? Analysis paralysis is basically... Um, there's two different ways to look at it. There's the... Um, I'm going to say jerks. I'm going to call them <laughs> jerks in gaming who decide to wait to take their turn <laughs> on their turn. So instead of like analyzing what's going on the board during everyone else's turn, they just kind of like look away, go do whatever, they drink their pop, they text, and then they look like, okay, what's going on? And then they take their turn. You cannot do that <laughs> no. with this game. You have to be watching and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do on my turn. Darn, he foiled it. Here's my backup plan. Right? You got plenty of time to think about it. There's no reason you should wait and do it later. Mm -hmm. Then there's the others who are literally just like, I don't know if this is the right decision. I hope I I don't want to lose. I want to win. Right? And I'm a little more sympathetic towards them. Um, But it is difficult sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's a third category who's just like, how do you play the game? (laughs) (laughs) Which, speaking of how to play the game. Yeah. So... Speaking to the complexity of this game and also the nerdiness of <laughs> those that play it. Yes. Um, and we've all played it, right? Yes. So we're all equally yes. nerds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in case that was a question beforehand. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jackson's like, hey, here's this. This is how to play. He sends me a YouTube link. 30 minutes worth of instruction right. by some other mega nerd yeah. who simplified this game the simple version. The yeah. simple version of the rules. His YouTube channel is to explain the game as quickly as possible. He said, I mean, this is also his favorite game, too. It is great. And it's a 30-minute explanation video. The expansion is an extra 15 minutes. So to know how to play it all with the expansion, you got 45 minutes just to watch to learn how to play it. And that's assuming that you remember yes. yeah. any of it. Yeah, I will say yeah. for those of you who are just like, man, that's too daunting, that's too much. If you are a big nerd... You really need to give it a shot. You need to play it at least once because it really is a rewarding experience. It's a great game. Like, and it it's, is so it's also one of those games that I remember playing. That mm-hmm. If you put it for me, I'd be like, I have no earthly idea what's happening. Yeah. Right. Because then, of course, like after like two turns, like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. But it would, yeah. Yeah. It. And the expansion also brings it up to eight players. I can't imagine. Which, I mean, which, that, that's a bucket list thing for me. What at once in my life, bucket list. I don't know when it's going to happen, but we'll see. That's good. That's enough about Twilight Imperium. All right. right finishes so, it off. last but not least, uh, my number one game is Scythe. Yes. Uh, this, mm. in a way, it's almost kind of falling exactly what it is for number two. Scythe mm. is the simplified version of Twilight Imperium. In a way, yeah. Uh, so, they again, They have a lot in common, but they're also very different. They, yes. So. Uh, yes. Very much so. Mm. Uh, I would... I would highly suggest you play Scythe before you play Twilight Imperium. Yes. Because it is... If you're like, man, Scythe is too complicated, I can't play it, don't even try Twilight Imperium. <laughs> no. Like, no. You know, I'm not even... I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> it's... Um, now, again, like I said earlier, Battletech is, in my opinion, more complicated because the rules in Twilight Imperium, there's so many, mm-hmm. but they're all easy. Yes. With Battletech, there's not as many, but they're all complicated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes. Scythe. So Scythe. Um, Scythe is a game I'd explain as Monopoly Risk Catan. Yes. So you have, you need your money, 
money lets you do any and everything. Okay. Uh, Catan, because it's the same idea. It's a big hexagonal board. You're moving around. Uh, and then Risk, you're fighting. Um, you're trying to beat up other people. And really the goal of the game. So there are a bunch of different uh, achievements you can have. And your goal is to get six stars. Achieve six of the things. But just because you achieve those six things first does not mean you win. Okay. So it's all based on three stats throughout the game. Your popularity, your money, and your uh, military strength, basically. Yeah. Your yeah. might? Might, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's your score at the end is based on how much gold you have. Okay. Um, so if you have high popularity, it's divided up into three tiers. Like 1 to 10 is tier 1, 11 to 20, and then th- 21 and up, I think. Okay. Um, so... The more popular you have at the end of the game, the more all of your things are worth in gold. Mm, okay. So ideally, at the end of the game, you have high popularity because it means all the things you have, you just automatically get more gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the game, whoever has the most gold wins. Um, big hexagonal board. Um, you're moving your mechs and your people and you're making things, you're building things. And then there's a little um, me- mechanics board, I guess. I- I've been enjoying that word tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a top row action and a bottom row action you can only do one set of them at a time and you can only do the bottom row action of that whichever top row action you choose mm-hmm. and you can't use the same action twice um, yeah run around fight people mm-hmm. use your mechs jump yeah. over rivers you're also constantly upgrading your board to get like enhanced effects for older yes. actions and yeah. things get cheaper too yeah and, and not to mention like that there's you combine boards, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it gives you a totally different play style if they're like, I am this nation, With this but board. the agricultural version of it. Mm-hmm. Or I'm this one and the industrial version of it. And I know that there's one set, uh, or one combination, That's it's, the, it's illegal. Yeah, it's banned because it's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. this is perfect, so... You can't. You can't use it. It's the, <laughs> yeah. it's the red okay. um, with the... Yeah. I think the the red the military. Yeah, I think is what it is. It might be. Yeah, but it's it's ridiculous. It's okay. hyper aggressive. And of and course, like, and it's also that's a nation that is rewarded for ending the game early and fighting. Yeah, <laughs> so it's one of those like you know this nation is predisposed to the long game. This one wants to end it as quickly as possible because they get points faster. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Very much. But so. they don't get it in the long run. No. Nope. Right. So it's just like hey, I get twenty points really quickly. But you get 60 points at the end. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I'm going to hurry up and get 20 before you can get there. Yep. So it's it, really well done. It's awesome great. game. Another great game. Not to mention the board itself. Yeah. There's like little, oh, what, do, what do you call that? Easter um, eggs. Easter eggs. Yeah. Lock Ness um, Monster. All throughout the board. Yeah, there's Lock Monster. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> like all sorts of little things that you just get to enjoy just by looking at the board. It is. It's another one of those beautiful games, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if my friends were being legitimate when they said this or not. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention this. The campaign for it. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, played yeah. through it once. Great game. Because it's mm-hmm. playing against the board itself, right? No. You're no? playing... So I played with three other guys. Oh, ultimate okay. goal, have the most gold. Okay. Wow. Okay. That sounds pretty simple, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure our campaign came down to like... Just like less than 10 gold. Oh my gosh. And it's 10 games of but, Scythe. 
Golly, uh, that's amazing. And it came down to less than 10 gold. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, great game. Wow. All in all. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. That's our top 10 games of all time. If you want us to do another top 10 list, uh, go ahead and drop a comment below or respond. Send us a message. Um, yeah. Let us know. We'll do another top ten. Maybe we can squeeze it into one episode. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, This is also our current top ten of video games. Yes. Who knows? October 18th of 2023 is 22. We are in 22. You said 23. Sorry, I thought you... Sorry. I was thinking you are going to be like... Oh, no, no, no. Tune in next year and we'll see what's changed. (laughs) I know. And then, like, none of the games for me, except for Twilight Imperium. And Battletech. Because, I mean... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Anyway. We've done enough. Thank you. Tune in next time.